Today on the Natural Birth Talk, we're going to talk about vaginal steaming. Here's a sneak peek, so stick around. But on the days I would vaginal steam, my postpartum contractions were way less. Oh, yeah. It, and my bleeding was less. So yes. not only was my body healing better, but I, in turn, I was also feeling better. Hi, I'm Rachel Manns, owner of The Natural Birth Site and this podcast, The Natural Birth Talk. Here, you'll learn all about different natural aspects of birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. Remember, none of this information should take the place of a care provider and is not medical advice. Birth is not a medical emergency. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about vaginal steaming. I'm here with Tina Billado. I'll let her tell you a little about herself. Hi, my name is Tina. I'm a certified doula in the St. Louis area, a mom of two, including my little tiny who is seven months old, and I am a huge advocate for vaginal steaming, also known as yoni steaming, and that's what I'm here to talk to you guys about. Awesome. So... I think the term vaginal steaming um, might scare some people because it sounds really weird. Can you tell me what that is? Vaginal steaming is a really, really old practice of medicine that is sitting, squatting, or standing over a pot of warm herbs and okay. using that steam to heal a lot of women's issues that revolve around like our labia or our cycle. Okay, so obviously that's not really a thing most people in America have probably heard of. That's because um, we're American. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely a, true. <laughs> it's a very, very old practice, and it kind of went away at the turn of the century with the introduction of hospitals and OB care. When we, when America pushed out of our midwives or like our village midwives, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, they also pushed out that practice. Okay. That makes sense, unfortunately. <laughs> the, I mean, do you have a little bit more that you want to say about that? Or do you want to talk about some of the herbs or how you do it? Or um, We'll kind of go like back to how it was kind of pushed out of American practice. It's still very prevalent in other cultures. Okay. Uh, a lot of cultures that are still kind of like not... So westernized medicine. They're still relying on their wisdom. Yes. And we respect our elders and, you know, your mom is there to take care of you right. for your whole life. And so um, a lot of Asian Pacific communities okay. are still like, it's still very big in those kind of communities and okay. also South America. Okay. Um, And it has been used for so long to heal women and... It's very prevalent in when you experience cycle issues. Okay. okay. Uh, so like endometriosis or heavy cycles or no cycles at all, delayed menses, um, and using those herbs, each herb has their own specific use and using okay. a blend of herbs that you got from somebody who has the knowledge of those herbs to fix what cycle issues that you're having. Okay. So herbs are so cool. Um, we right. really have lost our touch with yes. with nature. Um, and herbs, I mean, they can be so helpful, but just like we've kind of lost a lot of these traditional practices like vaginal steaming, we've also lost a lot of knowledge with herbs. So you can't just go out and like 
pick an herb. Yeah, you can't, like, be like, hey, what's in my backyard that's maybe covered with pesticide? Um, you would be getting herbs from preferably an herbalist. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of options online that are organic-based or awesome. small batch. Um, there's some big websites like Steamy Chick or Layla Moon that pr- sell pre-made herb blends Okay, for kind of broad variety of issues that somebody may be having. Right, because you need different herbs for different issues. Yeah, and I mean, there's herbs that are supposed to help you through menopause. You can be steaming with a cooling herb and help your hot flashes that you're having. Or if if you're pregnant and just had this baby, you could be steaming with like mugwort or motherwort to help heal what what your uterus just went through with creating life. Right, because there's a plate-sized hole in your uterus that yeah. people forget about yeah. because you can't see it. Right. Okay, so so um, Tina actually helped me with vaginal steaming after my baby, who was born literally a year ago from the day that we're recording this. Happy birthday! Today is my baby's birthday. Um, so Tina was there as my doula, but she also came a couple days later um, and helped me with vaginal steaming postpartum. And I've had three babies, and this is the first time I've done it. And I can honestly say, I knew I knew what Tina was talking about, and I trusted Tina, but it just felt weird because it's not something you, you hear about. You hear about sitz baths, which are kind of similar. Very herbs, similar, right? yes. Um, and I've done a sitz bath before, but this was so much better. So oh my much gosh. more relaxing. Tina came over and she helped me boil the herbs, and she brought a, a stool for me to sit on. And I just, the whole time at the first, you know, the first time I was doing it, I thought, this is so weird, but I'm going to do it because I trust Tina. And I sat down and she put a blanket over my legs to keep the steam in. And instantly I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. My, I mean, you know, you don't really like heat your perineum usually. No. <laughs> that's not something you do. But it felt so good. So can you tell me um, what kind – and Tina bought the herbs for me. So what kind of herbs were in that or where did you get them from? I, actually, that was one of the websites I mentioned earlier, Steamy Chick. That okay. was a blend from them. Okay. Um, and what was included in that, and just off the top of my head, I believe it was like dandelion root, mugwort, okay. raspberry leaf. There was a little bit of peppermint in there for some cooling effects. Okay. And um, that was their – cleansing package that they sell on their website so that is the steam that we used for your postpartum i loved it yes (laughs) it was so nice and i also took the same herbs that we boiled and put it in my peri bottle Mm -hmm. which if you had a baby before you know what a peri bottle is but it's just literally a plastic bottle that you squeeze so that you can pee into a stream of water and it helps that was actually your midwife's idea okay See, y'all, if you find the right care team, you are going to be in good hands and they're going to help you with all of this. So do your research um, and find the care team that fits you. Um, so I had I had a certified professional midwife. Probably a nurse midwife in a hospital may not have suggested that. No, I don't think they would have. <laughs> because I also did the same thing after my birth. Yeah. Um, the a couple months later, and I don't, I don't think my midwives knew I was doing that, mm-hmm. or um, they definitely didn't suggest it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it helps that you had all this knowledge, though. So anyway, find the right care team, and they will give you some really good suggestions. <laughs> um, and I think I mentioned this in another podcast, but if you don't know how to find the right care team, reach out to your local doula community. 
um, doulamatch.net. You can go on there. And even if you don't want to hire a doula, although I highly recommend it, right, Tina? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Worth the money. Um, But even if you don't want to hire one, you can reach out to the local community and they can guide you on care providers so that you can get someone who fits you who might recommend putting herbs in their peri bottle from your vaginal steam. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so back to vaginal steaming. So... Why did you have me vaginal steam? Like, what was the benefits of that? Um, like I said earlier, it is a tradition that has been passed down for centuries. Now, as of late, there has been a study done on the fourth trimester and the benefits of steaming. However, that's a very small study, and it's really just telling us all something that we already knew. <laughs> um, and the fact that steaming, one, will help heal your labia. Okay. If you had any tears, or uh, honestly, ladies, it's a little bit sore after a human passes through yep. it. Understandably so. <laughs> um, and if you didn't have a human pass through your labia, you can still benefit from steaming because of the way that it helps heal the wounds that are left behind on the uterus, mm-hmm. as well as the bleeding that you're experiencing. That plate-sized wound that yes. came from where your placenta was that we already mentioned. Yes, and even for our C-section moms, they don't just have a plate-sized wound. They also have a cesarean wound as well. And yeah. so um, kind of help healing a lot of that, preventing some scar tissue from building up in on the inside of your uterus, as well as decreasing your blood pressure and your fundal height. And okay. if, so the fundal, wait, the fundal height. The Tell me. fundal height. And those that is what... Whenever your nurse comes in and does your lovely massage that is actually just jabbing at your stomach, to, <laughs> um, they're checking your fundal height. Which is the top of your uterus. Your top of your uterus compared to where it is from after you have a baby, which is up by your ribs, to mm-hmm. before you had a baby, which is actually very down down low. Your uterus is really only about the size of the palm of your hand. Yes. Actually smaller. Okay. And so... That's a big movement. Yeah, it grows like a watermelon size. Yes. That is a big movement for a muscle. It's an amazing, amazing muscle. And when once you have the baby, utilizing steaming to bring your fundal height back down, not only will help your uterus heal, it'll Uh stop the bleeding, but also um, kind of getting everything back in place quicker. Awesome. And I really do feel like it helped me for that. I felt like my bleeding was so minimal postpartum and mm-hmm. I didn't have Pitocin postpartum like so many hospitals recommend. I, I delivered at home. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't touched. I didn't even have the funnel massage postpartum. <laughs> you did? Uh, no, I didn't. Huh. No, uh, a lot of CPMs don't do that. Huh. Um, I don't remember I, that aspect of it. <laughs> yeah. So like as long as, um, as long as you're feeling good, you know, a lot of midwives, some, not all, but especially home birth midwives will kind of leave it alone. Um, but I really felt like my bleeding, I mean, my bleeding when I would, on the days I would vaginal steam was less and my postpartum cramps from my uterus going back to normal. Because ladies, if you haven't had a baby before, you still cramp postpartum, you still contract postpartum and it gets worse with each baby, unfortunately. But this was my third baby and they were, they were pretty tough at some points, but on the days I would vaginal steam my postpartum contractions were way less. Oh, yeah. It, and my bleeding was less. So yes. not only was my body healing better, but I, in turn, I was also feeling better. Yes, and not only is it 
working to help your uterus contract back to its original space, but it's also helping with your pelvic floor and those muscles to help kind of recover uh, because it's not normal to pee yourself after you have a baby. Maybe for like a couple weeks, but... But after that, no. Yes, if we're if we're still peeing yourself, like a year later, we we need a problem. We need to chat about your pelvic floor. Yes, which I will have a podcast about that too. (laughs) And we and incorporating steaming in your regular postpartum care Mm -hmm. will also assist in healing your pelvic floor from having a person just come through it. Yes. Hey everyone, Rachel Manns here, and today I have something I'm thrilled to share with you guys. Imagine having a treasure trove of informative, entertaining, and empowering video content about the journey to parenthood right at your fingertips. That's exactly what you get with Informed Pregnancy Plus. For less than 25 cents a day, that's a quarter, guys, you'll gain access to a vast subscription library filled with documentary films, web series, mind and body fitness programs, workshops, and courses covering fertility to parenting and everything in between. Designed for new and expectant parents, as well as pregnancy and birth professionals, Informed Pregnancy Plus is like having a trusted BFF and doctor in one, guiding you through every step of the path to and through parenthood. A few of just my favorite titles are obviously The Business of Being Born, Empowered Mama, Belly Dance for Birth, How Fun Is That?, Ease into Sleep, The Afterbirth Plan, and The Core Connection, an extremely well-presented and informative workshop teaching you about your core and pelvic floor and how to keep them healthy. And here's the best part. For a limited time, you can gain full access absolutely free. Just visit informedpregnancy.tv to sign up. Sign up for Informed Pregnancy Plus right now. I'm not kidding, guys. It's really going to help you out. It's my prescription for your informed and empowered parenting journey, all from the comfort of your home. Visit informedpregnancy.tv. That's informedpregnancy.tv, and the link will be in the description below. Now back to the show. Yes, because a lot happens when you have a person come through your pelvic floor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, okay, awesome. So we have chatted a lot about postpartum vaginal steaming. And ladies, I know it sounds weird, but it is worth it. Oh it my is goodness. so it, relaxing. It's so relaxing. Um, plus, it's an excuse to make someone else take your baby just for a little bit. And if you don't want to be away from your baby, they can be in the room or you can do it while they're napping. But me personally, I was happy to let somebody else hold my baby. I took I a nap. Her. There you go. I took a nap. I like propped yourself up yeah i put my stool the stool that you were talking about i put it up against a wall and then i was able to lean back with the pillow behind my neck oh that sounds so nice and i just took a little a little 20 minute snooze because you're nice. not going to be there for long yeah 20 minutes that's i'm glad you brought that time frame up yeah you want to go for about 20 minutes and obviously if it's hot don't don't burn your vagina like good tip get off the pot if it's hot <laughs> and um, let it cool down a little bit or you can you know um i recommend recommend putting a blanket over your legs to keep the heat in but if it gets too hot you can take that blanket off or you can get a thinner blanket yeah and um or almost like a pvc type of material i've seen i've seen women use um 
like shower curtains. Not really? like yeah, not like the plastic ones, but the ones the, that like, are fabricy. Yeah, like those oh, ones. Okay, so it still kind of lets some out, so it doesn't get too hot, but still keeps some in. Yeah, but it's like still a little bit waterproof because you're steam- yes, because you're steaming. Because yeah. I was gonna say those muslin blankets that a lot of babies like. That's good to let some steam out, but it's probably gonna get kind of soaked, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or, like, I used, like, a fleece blanket when I first started steaming, and the fleece blanket was just all, like, absorbing all of my steam. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want you, my blanket to absorb it. I just need it. You need to, the vagina to absorb it. Yes. I just needed to keep <laughs> the steam near or around my perineum. Yeah. Um, and I also want to go back to something else you said about the cesarean birth. So even if, um, for whatever reason, you have to have a cesarean birth and you don't get the completely natural childbirth experience, you can still incorporate natural aspects into a cesarean birth yes you and can. vaginal steaming is one of those so you can still vaginal steam after a cesarean birth and it's probably going to be really beneficial just like it would for a vaginal birth right yes exactly so so if you're one of the ladies who you know was in the less than 10 percent that the world health organization recommends or unfortunately in the 33 percent that happens in our american culture you can still, you don't have to totally lose your natural birth or your natural postpartum period. You can still incorporate natural things and still help your body to recover yes. beautifully. Yes. So, okay, cool. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there because I liked that you brought that up because mm-hmm. I don't want our cesarean birth mamas to feel left out. <laughs> no, I don't. And I, I've also um, assisted with steaming for some of my cesarean birth moms. Okay, okay. And actually, you talking about that specific situation made me think of a situation with a client. Um, I had one client, and her first birth, she tore significantly, and she was having struggles um, with her pelvic floor until her second, all the way through her second pregnancy. And she saw a chiropractor that you do live for, actually, Tina. Yeah. Um, so, and this, you know, she was talking, I, I had recommended a few things for her pelvic floor, but said, talk to the chiropractor, see what the chiropractor says, see if she can feel anything to stretch out. And the chiropractor said, actually, I think vaginal steaming would be really good for you. That's my girl. I know who yeah, you're talking you about. Talking about. <laughs> um, and I just, I just love when we make these connections as a community because your like birth community can really come together. And then when we have similar connections, it really helps to reaffirm that. What we're talking about here on this podcast is, it's not just us talking about it. It is the thing that happens, and it is really beneficial, and um, it doesn't have to just be in the traditional cultures that it came from. We can take their wisdom and credit them with it and learn from them, because traditional cultures are really smart, and then we can use it to help ourselves feel better. And I mean, that's kind of what this whole natural birth site is about, is... Learning how to naturally help ourselves. Yes. Getting then, back to our roots. Yes. Like yes. 100%. Like. Yep. I love it. Okay. So we talked a whole bunch about vaginal steaming for, or yoni steaming, or V-steam for postpartum. But talk to me about some of these other aspects, whatever you want to talk about. Um. So I want to touch on steaming while pregnant because... Okay. You'll see a lot of disclaimers, like don't steam if you're pregnant. And by all means, read those disclaimers and take those to heart. But there is a certain time period where it actually, steaming actually does become beneficial for a woman. Okay. And it is 
those that last two weeks of pregnancy. Okay. Where so you're con- past 37 weeks. Past, yeah, past 37 weeks where you're considered a full term. Okay. And you're not steaming for 45 minutes. You're not sitting over a very hot pot of herbs. What I'm talking about is a very, very gentle steam. Okay. And introducing that heat to your perineum will help soften your cervix as well as soften your perineum to reduce your likelihood of tearing which can be so beneficial because i think especially first time moms i don't know if as a doula you hear this all the time all of my first time moms as soon as i start talking about how to avoid tearing there's like this weight that lifts off their shoulders they say that's what i'm so afraid of you don't have to tear you don't and so um I personally use steaming with my most recent pregnancy to help soften my cervix. Uh, I had a very traumatic first birth where I knew that I had some scar tissue due Mm -hmm. to some cervical cancer when I was younger. Okay. And I did not want to go through that again. Right. And so, because... And you didn't. I did not. He came fast and furious <laughs> once he was ready. He did. And so I started steaming probably, I think I was about 38 weeks. Okay. When I started steaming, no herbs, just hot water, just me and my birthing stool that's perfect for steaming. And I did not tear with my second. Yay! My cervix. If we can, if we can kind of like go off on a tangent, and he was like a pound bigger than your first, wasn't he? He was, and you didn't tear, and I did not tear. And um, if we can like go off like on a tangent about like bishop scores and um the readiness of your cervix to deliver, some of that is or readiness of your cervix to open. Some Uh of that is making sure that it's soft. Yes. Soft and, and thinned. Yeah, soft and thinned. And so just like you would put a heating pack on the back of your neck to help you relieve some tension, mm-hmm. you're basically putting a heating pack on your cervix to help it soft and supple for when labor starts. Well, and it encourages that blood flow down to your perineum, yes. which is why it helps to prevent tearing. And there's never a bad thing. There's never a bad thing with blood flow to your perineum. Right? Like <laughs> never. No. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it was amazing. Good. And I loved personally seeing the difference between my two births of this one I knew about steaming and this one I didn't mm-hmm. and kind of what my cervix did because. Because yeah. your cervix was ready once your baby was ready. Yeah, I think, my, I think my cervix was probably like waiting for my baby. Yeah, probably like just waiting for him to engage. Like, hey, you going to come out <laughs> Whenever soon? Whenever ready. <laughs> Um, Okay, so that's so interesting. And I think the one thing really right here I want to address is that we are always told not to put heat on our baby because heating our baby can can cause some problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, But heating your perineum is not the same as heating your belly. It is not, and you are not doing an intense heat. It is a very, very gentle steam. Yes. And so if you feel too hot, then it's probably too hot. Yeah. Or if you feel like, oh man, like my whole body's really starting to warm up as I do this, it's too hot. So yeah, just we don't want to raise our body temperature too Yeah. Much. We just might kind of want to use a little discretion to say, okay, like the water is just hot enough uh-huh. to produce steam, but that's it. That's and it. we're only doing it for maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Not long. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I love that because 
baby's a pound bigger and you didn't tear. Right. That's amazing. And That's it came amazing. out so fast. Yeah. And it happened so fast. Your perineum really didn't have time to sit there and stretch. Mm-mm. Right? It really probably was just that vaginal steaming really helped to soften everything and your perineum was ready and prepared. Yes. Okay. So are there, you know, we've talked about the main things that have to do with birth and postpartum. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we finish up? Um, Just that this is a birth and postpartum podcast. And so yes. we're we're not really going to like dive into all the benefits of vaginal steaming. Because there it, are more. You mentioned at the beginning about like menstrual cycles. Menstrual stuff, cycles. Which can help fertility. So it's kind of related. Yeah. And if you're struggling with that, please just hop on Google. If you just search vaginal steaming, you will open the doors to such a plethora of knowledge from mm-hmm. all of these women around the world who have dedicated this as their craft. Yes. And can help you through, I mean, like endometriosis, infertility, not having periods, or, you know, like even for some guys out there, if you're having some prostate issues. That's crazy. Everybody has a pelvic floor. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and you'll see a lot of studies out there too. You'll see, or not studies, because there aren't any studies hardly at all. But just um, because something is not studied doesn't mean there's not wisdom in it. There's wi- innate wisdom. Yes, there is a lot of innate wisdom in vaginal steaming. But you'll see, you will see a lot of doctors and you know those types of pages saying there's no studies, don't do it. Okay, you get to use your instincts to decide what you're going to listen to and what you're not going to listen to. And that is up to you. Um, But if you go to like Steamy Chick or one of the other, what was the other site you mentioned? Layla Moon. Okay. If you go to sites like that, you're going to be able to see all of the benefits. So you can do your own research. It's not going to be that hard to find. Um, Man, this was a good chat. This was a good chat because I really hope we opened up the doors for some people here because it's not a common thing that you hear of. But man, do I wish I knew about this with my first two. Me too. Because that would have made postpartum so much better. I mean, I my wish postpartum I, was amazing. I time. wish I knew about this from the moment that I started menstruating. Yes. I Because it's just so beneficial. Like, and, and like relaxing. Oh, it's so relaxing. relaxing. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else. Anything else, Tina? Uh, no, I can't think of anything. All right. Well, thanks for being here with us today, you guys. Um, I'll put some links in the um, description below that you can check out. Or like, like Tina said, you can always check out one of those sites we mentioned. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to this podcast and head over to my site, thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out my blog, shop, email list, and YouTube channel. Thanks. Hi, Rachel Manns again. If you want to learn more, please subscribe to and rate this podcast and head over to thenaturalbirthsite.com to check out our online natural birth education course, birth story blog, YouTube channel, and more.